Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Chris Ricky. He is a full life cycle career coach. He helps clients find practical solutions to everyday career challenges, brings over three decades of combined management, coaching, and career experience in every client connection. Chris, welcome to the program. Hello, Amy, and thank you for inviting me. Yes. So can you share some of your story with us and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, it's sort of an interesting story. I, I always sort of think of it as three elements converge to produce a career coach. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Uh, a good friend of mine many, many years ago was a corporate recruiter. So I got to hear and see some of the inner workings of talent acquisition in HR and what worked well, what wasn't working well, et cetera, but didn't have any direct interest in that. Uh, I also at the time was what I consider to be a very progressive manager. And so I interacted with training and development, compensation, and lots of those areas within the corporate environment on behalf of my staff. And I found that over time, you know, other people would come to me for advice on should they apply for a job within the company? How should they deal with their manager, et cetera, et cetera. And also at that time, I'd been a longtime youth sports coach, and I also was heavily involved with youth, youth Toastmasters. So... Over time, I began to develop an interest in combining these elements, and I looked into career coaching, decided to get certification, so I did that through Fowler Wainwright Institute about 10 years ago. A little bit later, I attended some resume certification course, attended a ton of local in-person networking sessions where I started to hear some of the issues that job seekers were running into at the same time, employers were, were hearing at the same time as well. And so I just started this as a side hustle. And first, it was basically just resume review and basic things like that at the time for free, but always with a very pragmatic approach. And so that's how I got started. What are some of the struggles those that are over 40 are facing in their career? Yeah, I'll tell you what I see. Ageism is a real thing. And interestingly enough, for those folks that are over 40, sometimes relating to recruiters can be challenging. And the reason is sometimes those recruiters are half the age of the candidates. And it's not just generational issues, but it's just understanding the whole uh, overall hiring process. Many of those folks haven't interviewed for a job in more than 15 years. And they really aren't all that familiar with the overall hiring process from their own skills assessment to resume writing to networking, to interviewing. What do you have to do differently as you get older to land the jobs you want? I think one thing that a lot of the older job seekers that come to me don't realize, they don't realize the advantage they have. And that advantage is by that time, they generally have a more established professional network or they have the situation where they can be coached to build one. And this is really a game changer, especially for older job seekers who find themselves out of work after, you know, sometimes 25 or 30 years, that solid professional network, not a, necessarily a social network, but a professional network that they can rely on to find those unposted roles or to find other job opportunities that are out there that, that you know, better fit a skill set and they can transition into. Let's talk about that a little bit. 
because, you know, there's so many people that are on LinkedIn and especially I would say the older generation, there's a lot that I tend to talk to that they're on link, they're on LinkedIn and they know enough to click the connect button and maybe send a message. But then they've got like maybe 50,000 people following them, but it's not helping. So from that perspective, what are a couple of things that people can do beyond just, you know, trying to hit that connect button and collect people that are following them? Yeah. What, one of the first things I suggest is that people take a look and literally either write down or use Excel and list every single person that they know socially and professionally. Step one. Step two, then take a look at those names and really, really, really self-assess as to how helpful they think those people could be in finding their next role. And that may be just finding another contact to speak with. It may be having someone take a look at a resume, maybe someone just to talk to about what skills they may need and categorize those into a high, medium, and a low level. Now take that list and go see if you can find those people on LinkedIn. And this is something I've worked quite a bit in the probably in the last couple of years on. And that is, you know, just don't send or click the connect button or don't send a, hey, I'd like you to join my network. You really need to be able to find a way to get people to read your message and then actually help you. I would say 99 to 100% of people who are contacted do want to help. They just don't know how to help you. And you have to be able to articulate that in a way that they can help. And then this is the, this is the hard part. You need to keep a tracker. You may send out 50 connection requests. Don't be surprised if you get a very low number of responses. And of that low number of responses, don't be surprised if maybe a handful or less actually are able to give you uh, a name of someone or willing to be able to give you a push in the right direction. It's a numbers game, but you can greatly enhance that if you're able to take that step of doing a strong self-assessment and categorizing your potential contacts. Yeah, I love that. One of the things that I always tell people is the connect button is a vanity metric. How many of the people that you are you connected with that you actually have had a conversation with? Yeah, you know, you know, Amy, one other thing I would add, and this was very successful for me personally, in 35 years of corporate work, I've only been out of work twice. And the longest was for 120 days. People don't believe that. But what I did, and I got very good at training myself to do this, I would call it a call a day. Really, now I would change that to a contact a day. And I really made a, a concerted effort every day to look at my contacts and just you know reach out to someone. You know, maybe they watched a football game or I knew they were a supporter of a certain sports team. Maybe there was something interesting in the news just to keep in contact. And I was surprised at how often people would respond back, even people that maybe I hadn't touched base with in like a year. Yes, I remember you. Remember the fun days at such and such company? What are you doing these days? And that really kept my network alive. And that's what shortened my period of being out of work. You offer four phases of coaching. Can you share what those are? Sure. Yeah. When I, when I first started, I tried to be all things to all people. And it didn't take long for me to figure out that I needed to have a formal structured process. So I took a logical approach and said, hey, you know what? First thing you should do is do a self-assessment. So my first phase is assess. 
The second step is what I call brand or branding, where we work on resume, LinkedIn profile, and other branding materials. Third phase is networking. This is where the tough work comes in and people have to be prepared to do their homework and, and put some rigorous effort into it. And the last phase is interview. So it sort of follows or does follow a sequence of assess, brand, network, interview. What are some of the mistakes that you see people make when they're communicating their value? I think first and foremost, what I found over the years was people never really gave this much thought. When I say people, I mean job seekers. They intuitively knew that they could bring some value to a job, but they never thought about how they were going to express that. And this came to light when uh, several years ago, people were coming to me saying, hey, you know, I've got all these interviews. Everything went really well, seemed to go well, but I'm not getting any offers. And when we replayed the interview uh, back, one thing I found was that people never lead off with a strong value profile statement. Instead, they instinctively try to recap their resume or tell you their life story. So the way to win this game, in my view, is to have the recruiter and or hiring managers want to know more about you. And the only way they can do that is when you articulate a strong value profile. You should be able to do that at the very beginning of the interview. Hi, John. Hi, Jane. Do you have any trouble finding us? Do you want some coffee or water? Have a seat. Tell us a bit about yourself. It's at that point that you should feel very comfortable in articulating this value profile. Even more important is articulating that at the end of the interview. Do you have any more questions for us? No, you've answered all my questions. Uh, maybe you ask, what's the next step, et cetera. Before you shake hands or turn off your, your virtual session, you should end with that strong value profile. And the reason for that is it gives the hiring manager, it makes you memorable. It makes them want to know more about you. And it's a key differentiator. So I really like that. And you actually help people write scripts to improve their communication. How has that helped your clients? Well, one thing I found is that, and I don't mean to reveal my own age, but I deal with quite a few younger recent college grads. And I found that, you know, many of them really haven't had any uh, experience. I don't want to say training, but experience in professional communication. And so, you know, their way of approaching a recruiter, maybe through LinkedIn or email, really isn't effective. I've also found that older job seekers who haven't had to do this in 15 or 20 years, don't even know where to start. So I found that if I could create some templates, you know, what I call starter communication, it really gives the job seeker younger or, or older some confidence. And when they have that confidence, they're more than willing to make that reach out, reach out effort. And sometimes that's all it takes, you know, is, is to be able to approach somebody the right way, express yourself the right way. And again, make that recruiter hiring manager, network contact, want to know more about you, and then they'll be able to help you better. What are some of your client success stories? I have to say this. When I take on a client, I refer to them as a partner. And I bring every competitive uh, bone in my body to their search. Sometimes it's a full four-phase approach. Sometimes it's not. But I, I almost you know, really jump for joy when I see people land. And I will say this, you know, I have a metric that I refer to, and I have to be very careful how I say this, but 
you know, over 70% of the people in the last two years that have worked with me have landed and found a job, a career role that they were looking for. I cannot say that I directly caused that, but I have to think I was able to help them and get them conditioned well. Among those success stories, commercial real estate agent came to me, uh, big changes at their firm. They were out of a job after 25 years, wanted to stay in commercial real estate. We spent a lot of time working on really strong branding materials, lighting up their network that they didn't even realize they had. And most importantly, interview prep, they had a series of interviews for a very well-known uh, tech company uh, over a course of two weeks. They were offered a great job, great role with full relocation. Another person I had was a younger worker, younger job seeker, who was in uh, business development and really didn't feel that fit. So we spent a lot of time in the assessment phase and found out that his real purposeful career was something more in line of the, in the IT world and not so much even in management. So we worked very hard on validating that through some uh, quizzes and, and exercises in the assessment phase. Then we again created strong branding materials using his network and he landed with a local government agency in an IT role and has stayed with me, meets with me once a month just to kind of check, check in and bounce some things off of me. Fantastic success story. And lastly, recently, I had an attorney who relocated uh, to the East Coast. His spouse found a job in, in D.C. And he decided that he wanted to switch careers as well and wanted to be a lobbyist. So he came to me with that. I sort of scratched my head. I get quite a broad range of industries and functions to deal with. So we decided that the best way to do this would be to develop a very strong value profile, show how he had transferable skills into that role, and then work his network. He was successful and landed a lobbyist role last month um, in D.C. At the, at the federal level for a congressman. So there's been others, you know, smaller wins, bigger wins, but those three were ones that really showed to me that using my system and my four phases uh, really can support, you know, someone's career search. One thing that I noticed that you're different from other career coaches that I've talked to is that you have mentioned a couple of different times that you have stayed in contact with some of your clients. And even after they've gotten a job and maybe they've come back to you or whatever it is, I think that there are many, many out there that don't think about that. The fact that people might need you to help them further their career. I'm not a recruiter and I'm not a job finder. There's one thing that's in my coaching agreement. And I make that clear when I'm you know, having my intro call with a potential client. And really where I can really add value because of my background and my experience is when someone has landed, you know, the young person that moved from business development into an IT role is a really good example of that and said, hey, you know, can I turn to you like in my first 30, 60, 90 days? Absolutely. And I have a number of folks that have continued to do that. Usually it's on a monthly basis. Sometimes it's as a need occurs. I'll get a text. It's usually like a Friday evening. I'll get a text that something's happened at work. They just want to bounce something off of me. What? How do I think they should uh, handle that? Uh, you know, almost any, if not every, problem that 
you encounter in the corporate world uh, revolves around people. Everything is, is people driven. And that's where a lot of people just don't have that opportunity to develop those skills and have that experience. And that's an area that I found that I can be extremely helpful on an ongoing basis because I really got to know the partner client during the course of our engagement. So I feel very comfortable doing that. Yeah. And I think that that broadens your network because now you don't just have, you know, a client that is working at X, Y, and Z company. You have contacts in all of these companies. That's a great point. And I have done that before. And I must say, I really, really appreciate when a partner client, either active or one who's worked with me in the past, when I reach out to say, hey, you're in XYZ industry, I've got a new person working with me. Do you think you could connect with them? And I don't mean just by LinkedIn. Could you connect with them and talk a bit about your career path and what worked well for you and what that role really is about? And 100% of the time people do that. And that is so great to see. And it's so helpful. Yeah. I love that you, you have that approach because like I said, yeah, so many others don't even keep people's emails. I think that you can just continue to bring so much more value to what you do into people's lives. So I think that's great. What do you think your truth is that has gotten you this far in your journey? Well, you know, I thought about that many times, like, you know, what's the framework here? What's the spine that's keeping me or erect, so to speak. And I think it goes back to what my tagline is, you know, don't go it alone. And I would say, you know, in most cases, if not all cases, you're just not going to get the career success you're looking for by going it alone. And for me, it's exactly that. You know, I, I know when there's times when I need to reach out for, and I'm very honest and transparent with partner clients about that. You know, this is the source of information that I've received. I also ask, can I have your permission to you know, speak on your behalf to other folks to get, get more information? I used to call my business actually NVA Connections. And unfortunately, it was confused with a dating service. So I, had, I changed the name. But that's how strongly I believe in connecting and maintaining an active network. And it goes back to you know, answering your question. I would say, just don't go it alone. It's just not going to work out for you. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's just not as it used to be many, many, many years ago. The terrain has so changed. So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out on your journey, what would it be? Yeah, I think when I look back, when I first started, you know, I, I, I wasn't as effective because I think I was trying to be all things to all people. And over time, I began to refine my approach. You know, I also felt that, you know, I needed to fine tune my service offering. And, and, and really, I think what I didn't realize at the time was, you know, I have a very strong toolkit of, you know, documents, exercises, diagrams, you, you pretty much name it, I've, I've developed it over the years. And I rely heavily on that uh, to go through my coaching, you know, almost people can, some people relate to it in the sports world, some people relate to it in the, you know, uh, maybe a, a board game role, whatever it is, but, you know, it's very, very uh, required for me to be able to have those supporting documents. Oftentimes it's an ex a document that explains something, especially when we talk about a career transition path. I work with people that, you know, sometimes they're 
ultimate purposeful career goal will take a year, possibly more than that. And so I've developed a career map template uh, to, to outline to people, you know, what, what you need to do in year, you know, year, year one, year two, year three, et cetera. And I don't think when I first started, I thought being all things to all people, it might've been easy maybe to kind of, you know, talk my way and coach my way through that. Uh, but I see now that that that's not the case. One thing that really has changed for me is up until March 13th of 2020, I was still meeting in person most of the time with partner clients. And, you know, switching to a 100% virtual world actually built my client base, made, you know, made it easier for more people to come to me. But, you know, in many ways, it made it much easier to, to share my toolkit, you know, just get on a Zoom session or a Microsoft Teams or, you know, Google Meet session and be able to share my toolkit, which has been very effective. So to answer your question, I think that's the one piece of advice I would have given myself way back when is don't try to be all things to all people and be able to refine your approach with supporting documents. I love that. It, it, it is true that the more you focus, the easier it is to help people. So if, Chris, if there are people that are listening that would love to check out your services and possibly work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Well, I, in fact, I get probably two to three inquiries a day from my website. And there's a, an inquiry form that, you know, you can tell me a little bit about yourself, give me an idea of, of what sort of help you're looking for. And then from there, uh, I'll schedule a phone call. You know, that, it's a free complimentary phone call. Could be 30 minutes, could be 90 minutes. I'm not really watching the clock at that point, but I want to get to know you, vet, vet a little bit more what the issue is, and then we can go from there. So the place to do that is my website. And uh, that website is at www.nvacareercoaching.com, all one word. And you can see that there's a contact me tab that you can find that form on. I also do a free resume evaluation, a uh, seven-point resume assessment that I'll send, I, I do for free that I can send back. And many times that's how people start working with me where they say, hey, you know, I just needed some help on my resume, but you pointed out some things that I really need to work on. Let's talk about further about how you can help me. And Austin also can be reached on LinkedIn, you know, my link, LinkedIn profile under Chris Rickey. There actually is another person with the name Chris Rickey. We actually have the same middle name. So there's a kind <laughs> of ongoing messaging thing. I'm always like, hey, be careful what you like. So I don't get, get confused. But you can see I, I put my uh, recommendations on my LinkedIn profile. Uh, people can easily see it there. I prefer people use the website, but you can connect with me either way. Perfect. And I'll put all of those links down below. Chris, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise and, and every way that you've been able to help people and some of, you know, just those really specific things, especially for the older generation, because I know that uh, it, it can be a struggle. Yeah. I, you know, in closing, you know, people that are listening to this, you just have to get in the game and, uh, you know, don't go it alone. That would be my advice. Perfect. And if you'd like more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone for listening and have a wonderful week.